part of Double P Media, doublepmedia.com. Spoiler alert, when this podcast talks about the books of his dark materials, it does so in the context of the most recent book. And when it talks about the television show on the BBC and HBO, it does so in the context of the most recent episode. You've been warned. You're listening to The Dust, a His Dark Materials podcast. Welcome to The Dust, a podcast dedicated to the television series on BBC One and HBO, as well as Philip Pullman's books. This is the second look at Season 2, Episode 2, The Cave, written by Francesca Gardner and Jack Thorne, the showrunner, and directed by Jamie Childs, his fourth episode directing for this series. My name is Double M. You ask, what does that mean? Matt Murdock, or you can just call me Matt, or you can call me Hey You, or you can call me Double M, whatever you wish. And I am your solo host for these Second Look podcasts, which is not a fan call-in show. In fact, this is the result of what we call the double F, the fan call-in show failure. Does that work? Not sure. Probably not. I'd have to use a lot of dashes, and I don't think Catfish would let me get away with that. He's the hyphen Nazi. So, uh, it's the fan call-in show failure. I'm sorry. The fan call-in is now the fan call-out. I tried on Tuesday, and it was either the fact that TalkShoe wasn't cooperating with setting up the show, or I was doing something wrong. I mean, maybe the internet and technology has finally bested me. I'm north of 50, so it's starting to happen uh, as I grow old, right before your ears. But sorry, it's just not going to happen. I tried. I used to have very successful fan call-in shows with uh, Game of Thrones, with Lost, and for whatever reason, I just can't find a place to do them anymore that I can make work or that people can find, because the first time we tried it, nobody even came. Regardless of that, there's other ways that you can get your thoughts to us. You can tweet to at the Dust Podcast on Twitter. You can send emails to dustpodcast at gmail.com. You can call 314-269-0421 and leave a voicemail. You can find all of that information as well as podcast app links for this podcast, like, you know, your Apple Podcasts, your Stitcher, whatever. You can find all of that at mattsaudioblog.com, M-A-T-T-S audioblog.com, all one word on that front end. And that's your one-stop shop for all things regarding this podcast, for sure. When you do use those podcast app links, it would mean a great deal to me, if you would subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, rate the podcast with stars if it's allowed, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave written reviews wherever you can, at whatever, you know, if your podcast app or where you're getting this podcast allows you to leave a written review of this podcast, please do so. It's what helps us stay your 28th favorite His Dark Materials podcast Out of, you know, 15 actively covering the show. 
Yeah, the math is still not good. If you do that, if you leave a written review, that's going to qualify you for a drawing that we're going to do at the end of this particular series, Series 2. We will give away some cool His Dark Material stuff for people who have left a written review or for people who tweet to us or email us or call in a three-word description of any episode that airs for this series too. You can even backtrack. You can go back to episode one and enter that way if you don't feel like doing one for all of them. Remember that if you've already left a review or if you've already left me three words, I thank you. I would still love to get your three words every week, but you're already entered into the contest. And if you enter in two or three times, it's still only one entry. Sorry about that. What kind of stuff are we going to give away? It's really not clear yet. There's the possibility of a season two official soundtrack coming from Lauren Balf at the end of the season. There's a possibility of the musical anthology that he released at the beginning of the season. There's the possibility that if Funko gets together with his Dark Materials anytime real soon and start making his Dark Materials Funkos, that we could give you one of those. Or it might even just be Series 2 in whatever format you choose. There's so many formats now, I can't even keep up with them. I, I mean, I still use DVDs most of the time. Again, not so technically sound. But we'll give it to you in Blu-ray, or if you just want it bought for you on Amazon.com or what have you, we will get that for you, maybe. We haven't quite decided on what prize we're going to give away yet because we're just waiting to see what's available when we do the drawing. But leaving a written review on whatever podcast app that you use or tweeting, emailing, or calling in three-word descriptions of an episode enters you into the contest to win one of those cool His Dark Material merchandise possibilities. Let's just put it that way. You know who else is giving stuff away and you're running out of time because you're probably getting this either the evening of the 26th or you might be getting it Monday morning, the 30th. And you only have until 9 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time on the 30th to enter this contest by Lauren Balf. He's doing a promotion, a fundraiser, for Highland Hospice. It's something that's very dear to him. I understand why, and I can tell you that hospice services are very dear to me. It is something to be thankful for as I record this on Thanksgiving Day. Hospice services can help make the most difficult time in a person's life not as difficult. So, be sure to check that out. He's got cool stuff, too. I mean, like a signed manuscript, uh, some swag, that stuff that I don't think you can really get anywhere else. You have to donate to the cause, but at least check it out by, again, 9 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time on Monday, November 30th, 2020. Here's the address to check out. JustGiving.com slash fundraising slash his dark materials that's the url you need to know it's a very worthy cause i donated to it and i hope that you will too 
the rest of this podcast isn't really going to be too long now that I've done all of the plugging. Oh, wait. I do have one more plug to give here, and that's for our podfathers. That's Double P Media or our Double P family of podcasts. You must check these guys out. They're doing all kinds of great podcasts all of the time. Right now, they're focusing on The Mandalorian. That's the Disney Plus Star Wars live action TV show. And it is fantastic. I do musical analysis for them for that as well. But the real fun part of the Parsec Passion podcast, find it wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review, is the way that Bubba and Catfish cover the show. You've really got to check it out. If you've never heard a Double P podcast before, that's the place to go to get your Mandalorian coverage. And if you want to tell them that you're enjoying it, please do so. But how do you tell them? Well, you tweet to at the word double the letters PHQ, double PHQ on Twitter. And I think that's their Instagram handle as well. Or you can join up on their Facebook page, facebook.com slash the word double the letters PHQ. Check them out and look for Parsec Passion Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The rest of the podcast is actually going to be pretty short. I do have a lot of great three-word submissions that we're going to go through. I have a correction to make regarding our First Look podcast. And I talked about Lauren Balfe's fundraiser, but I'm going to give to you some commentary on a new theme that came out in this episode, Season 2, Episode 2, The Cave. It was entitled A New Cardinal, and we'll be exploring that here shortly. First, some corrections. I spent the whole First Look podcast believing that Will had actually bought a new cell phone and then just simply put his old phone case on the new phone. I didn't see what was in the box. I missed him plugging the box up into the cell phone. And as a result, I had come up with this bit, you know, uh, I spent the whole podcast making a bad doubles. We do do things with doubles around here. But I called uh, the situation a double S, a cell swap. See what I did there? Yeah. You don't enjoy it any more than Holly did, right? Anyway, that was all completely wrong. I spent my entire time doing something completely wrong. I made a big joke out of something that really just made the joke on me, which is fairly normal, I suppose. But additional watches have revealed to me that it was one of those self-sustained phone chargers that he bought, not a new cell phone. And of course, that makes great sense because you can use those anywhere. You don't have to worry about whether your charge adapter is going to fit Lyra's Ambarics or Sitagazi's whatever. So there you go. That was the correction that I needed to make for this particular podcast. And I don't really have, like I did last week, I don't really have any additional ponderings or thoughts to add with you. It has been a weird week with the holiday and everything here in the U.S. But I do have a new theme for now, I guess, Cardinal McPhail entitled A New Cardinal Rises. You can find it on the Season 2 Musical Anthology put out by Lauren Balfe on November 8th. So check that out if you haven't already. 
And here's my breakdown of it right now. So we have right there from the montage where we have Father McPhail officially becoming Cardinal McPhail and the bombing of the witch's sacred island. It's all kind of mixed in together visually, but we have this very present theme, which you heard a snippet of playing underneath, very choral, which would be a good Camber, remember the instruments that are used for doing something associated with the church, because we often think of choral things being associated with the church. You can find a, a slightly different version of this on the season two music anthology that released right near the beginning of this series. I think it was November 8th. So look for that. It's a little bit different arrangement there. Uh, it's a little bit busier with kind of counter lines and what have you in it. But here, the busyness comes from the rumbling of the strings underneath. There's this kind of rattling low strings. And the voice is the most prominent thing you hear. They sing throughout. And the piece really has two different sections to it. There's this initial section that we just heard here, like this. And Mr. Balf plays with the melodic shape of that, where you go up a little bit and then you dip way down throughout a lot of that. From their perspective, they feel like they're doing the right thing. But the end result is, is that we feel more scared, lower by the end of it all. All of that is, again, sung. And it's sung in Latin. Mr. Balf does almost all of the singing that he puts into this particular series in Latin, at least this series for sure, series two. Um, and a good majority of any singing that you heard in series one was also in Latin. Again, I am absolutely terrible at pronouncing Latin. And because some of the words are held out or the syllables are held out for so long in the chorus, uh, it would be silly for me to try to read those. It would just sound like gibberish. So I'm no good at that. But Mr. Balf did release an English translation of these lyrics as well. So I'll read that for you. O kinsman. Holding firm of purpose, be steadfast to bring our task to completion, to drive from the world dust the burden of sin. Give thanks to the authority, O authority, guide our minds, guide our hands and our minds, O authority. So that's the translation. And really essentially gives you the mission of the magisterium, right? 
which means no dust. We don't like dust. Dust is original sin. We don't want that. These lyrics pretty much lay all of that out. But there is a second section to this where the voices seem to be higher. Actually, it seems like the key has changed, meaning the center of the pitch. It feels like it's changed to a different place. And Mr. Balf does something that I, I call side-slipping. I'd have to look back in my now 30-year-old musical texts to tell you what the exact terminology is. But it's where the highest note stays static, but the harmony underneath shifts down to create a new chord. And it creates completely different feelings. You go from this very punctual minor chord, minor being very serious, to a chord that is a little bit of a resolution of that tension. It goes between these two chords. It kind of feels like the bottom's dropping out just a little bit, doesn't it? Because of the change essentially between these two centers of pitch, this one and this one. But all the while, the highest note is staying the same. It makes you fear the authority. And the second chord almost makes you feel the inevitability of the authority because it does resolve actually to a major chord there, which tends to take some of that tension away. But when you mix them up like this and you still have a note in common, it makes you feel like everything's more prominent. Firm in their purpose. That's one of the lyrics in this, right? And if you think about it, here is the magisterium. They're that one static note. They're not moving. They've reached a height, yet the support for them is slipping down when it goes from that minor chord to that major chord. So that might be telling about it as well. And once again, these interpretations are my own. If this music gives you a different feeling, feel free to contact me at the Dust Podcast on Twitter, dustpodcast at gmail.com. You can call 314-269-0421 and leave a voicemail. All of those things, I am willing to listen to your opinions on them. I'd love to hear your opinions on them. But I'm going to leave you with that climax part that I was just talking about. And we'll be back in just a moment. you enjoyed that like i said at the top of the podcast we do have some feedback to get to including a fair amount of submissions for three word descriptions for this episode so let's get to that right now three little words oh what i'd give for that wonderful phrase So, Matt, you're asking, what is this game that we're playing? This three words game. It sounds stupid. It actually is kind of stupid, but it's just a fun game that I like to play where you try to describe the episode in three words. 
I always try to describe the complete episode in three words. I fail often. You don't have to try and describe the complete episode in just three words, because you might end up with just adjectives. We would prefer if you just be creative with your three words and maybe picking just a little part of the episode that you really liked or really hated. Either way is cool with us. Just submit a three-word phrase that relates to this episode to you, and we're happy to share them on the podcast. To demonstrate, we all remember Pan and being stuffed in the backpack there, right? Holly's three words was backpack pan in our first looked episode. Mine were a triple E. Triple E, you ask? Exquisite Enlightening Exhibition. Did a little better with my three words that time around. I I loved everything from Mrs. Coulter's walk (laughs) to Lancilius' explanation of how witches work. How witches work was actually another three words that I considered, which would have not been all-inclusive, but just one of my favorite parts of the episode. But that's enough about me. What about what you all submitted? And we'll start with the Ritagazzi Weekly on Twitter, at Demons and Dust, except it's Demons and Dust with two Ts. So it's not the HBO show, it's Demons and Dust with two Ts. Take away one T, and you've got the official HBO account for this show. Uh, But their three words were sublime, pragmatic, danger. Love it. Thank you so much for submitting. You are now entered into our contest, by the way. The Hedge Knight, one of my favorite double L's. Double L's, you ask? Loyal listeners for the double P, and also, I think, hung out with Podcast Winterfell a little bit as well, back in my day doing that. Um, It's at Dudson Warren on Twitter. At Dudson Warren on Twitter gives this three-word description for Season 2, Episode 2, The Cave. Best episode yet. Love it. Love it. Thank you very much, Hedge Knight. And this one came in from Ring Wraith. That's hard to say. 100. It's at Ring Wraith 100 on Twitter. And Ring Wraith 100 says, That was hard because there's so much going on. Expansive, brilliant, charismatic. Expansive because of Mary and the cave. Brilliant because, well, no explanation needed there. And charismatic. Between Ruth Wilson and Simone Kirby, there is no other word. They are charismatic. That is for sure. Our friend at Dragonfell UK returns with a three-word submission as well. A triple M, Jonathan says. Magisterium manipulating Marissa. Ooh, that is excellent. That is fantastic. Love it, love it. Oh, also, hashtag justice for Pan. We'll get into that in a thread that's going on between Holly, our book expert, and him at the very end of the podcast in a book reader-only section. Well, and it would appear that Ringwraith100 also liked that. Uh, I guess they're trying to start a hashtag here. Justice for Pan. Excellent. Uh, Dolores submitted a three-word description. Dust is beautiful. The Twitter handle, D-E-L-O Underwood on Twitter. So, at D-E-L-O Underwood 
Dust is Beautiful. Thank you very much. Alina, who is at Harley324B21, says, Magisterium evicts witches. Super fantastic. I love that. All of you are now entered into our contest to win some cool His Dark Material stuff. Thank you so much for submitting those. And while I've got the music going, and it's still kind of on loop, I'm just going to go through some of this other feedback real quick. And then we'll be back with some closing thoughts. But a very double L <laughs> uh, loyal listener, uh, Dooley's Left Legs, uh, who has followed the Double P for so long and been such a support, especially when Catfish and I were doing a podcast about Lovecraft Country and uh, Penny Dreadful City of Angels. We've done all of those together. And uh, Dooley's Left Legs always had great support. Dooley's Left Leg says, I just started watching this series. I'm on Season 1, Episode 3. It's a lot better than I expected. Don't know if I'll be caught up for the cast, but I'll be ready for Season 3. Saying that, we are in a lockdown, and I'm part furloughed again, so I may well binge it. Tried that with Dark, though, and had to have a break before the final season. All right, Dooley's, well, we wish you luck. We hope you continue to enjoy the series. Um, yeah, I feel like by the time you're listening to this podcast, uh, since you're already into Series 2, you'll see that Series 2 really kind of amps everything up from Series 1. Series 1 was great, don't get me wrong, but Series 2 has been phenomenally better, at least the first two episodes. Our friends His Dork Materials, that's His Dork Material on Twitter, also wanted to rate this episode. A snap vote from our demon and us Nine out of ten. Excellent. Thank you so much for your rating. We really appreciate you guys checking in. They are like super connected with everybody at the show. It seems like they are the people who get tweeted back a lot by the stars of the show, the people who work the show. Give them a follow. They certainly deserve it uh, based on their interactions with everybody. And that's it for the feedback. I'll be back with some closing thoughts in just a second. So clearly three little words, eight little letters, but simply mean I love you. Thanks for giving our second look a little bit of a shot. It was mostly just feedback and a little bit of music. But I hope that that got your fix through until you see your next episode of His Dark Materials. Remember, if you ever have any thoughts about any episodes, feel free to tweet us at the Dust Podcast, or you can send emails to dustpodcast at gmail.com. You can call 314 269 0421. Any of those ways that you leave a three words description for an episode enters you into our contest. The other way that enters you into our contest is if you leave a written review on whatever podcast app that you're using. That allows you to. I know some of them don't, so that's why we give the three words alternative. But subscribing, rating, and reviewing, wherever you get this podcast, is the biggest help you can be to us. It seriously is, and that's why we want to give a prize to those who do. We'll also read your reviews at the top of a show when we get new ones. Um, I 
think we will have a new one next week. I didn't put it in this doc, but I think we'll have a new one from the UK Apple Podcast Store next week. Make it two. Let it be you. It's a review that I'm reading. And use it. I mean, really use it to, to seriously criticize us if there's things about what we do here that you don't like. That makes us double T. Truly thankful. Don't forget that I'm going to have a book reader only mini section. And I mean mini because I am not the book expert here. After the end music, if you're a book reader. And if not, we hope that if you're in America, you're having a safe holiday. And if you're everywhere else, we just hope that you're having a safe day. Take care. Tweet the podcast at The Dust Podcast. Send emails to dustpodcast at gmail.com or call 314-269-0421. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. of Double P Media, doublepmedia.com. You are still here. That means you're a book reader, right? No? You're just a person who wants to be spoiled? I'm actually okay with that if you want to do that. But if you're a person who doesn't want to be spoiled and you're still here, this is your last chance to turn off the podcast because I'm not held responsible for anything that happens after this countdown from three. Three, two, one. Okay, so our friend at Dragonfell UK, that's Jonathan, has been talking uh, with us. Remember, he's on the UK schedule, so he's a week ahead of us in a lot of ways. But he's been talking with us about some similarities regarding this particular episode and the Secret Commonwealth. And... Holly has been responding to these tweets, but it started with this in regards to the episode itself. Loved it. The pacing with Lyra and Will is slow, but it needs that to allow their relationship to grow. All I'll say on that scene is that it really works in the context. And that, of course, is the bench scene, the place where they will end up designating as their spot to meet, even though they can't really meet, but they can think of each other when they sit on that bench. But Jonathan goes on to say, I'm worried there is a longer term foreshadowing though. Pan is so sassy, but dare I say it? Secret Commonwealth? And Holly had responded to that saying that she had just started rereading Secret Commonwealth the day before that. And she agreed with his take regarding you know, pan with the whole I'm fine, thanks, and all this, how it's starting to build this little bit of resentment between the two of them. And then you think of all of the things that they're going to go through in the third book or the third season, as if this kind of stuff isn't enough. These are just little pebbles in what's sure to be a whole rock quarry pretty soon. So Jonathan got back to us this week and said, with a week to ponder this, I can't put it aside, can make lots of cases for and against. I don't get that from Ep 3, though. 
If it comes back in F4, it will point me to Jane Tranter's comments on secret Commonwealth and depression. Wow. Okay. And then Holly did respond via Twitter saying, I feel like they could be intentionally setting things up for a future series, but it's vague enough if they don't. Either way, I do believe Secret Commonwealth has to have influenced some of the writing for Series 2. So those are their thoughts regarding things in this episode. And again, uh, this was all in reference to Pan being kind of sassy with Lyra in certain points and the way that Lyra was treating Pan at certain points in this episode. And it might point to, you know kind of the situation that Lyra and Pan are in uh, when the secret Commonwealth begins and as it goes through, actually. So that's all we got. If you want to contact me personally, you can do so at Musical Concepts. Otherwise, Holly and I kind of share the duties on the Twitter now, so I uh, can't guarantee that you, if you want to talk books, um, you might just want to follow her at HuntPants on Twitter to make sure that you're talking to the right person about the books because I'm no expert, but I'm happy to be here. And we'll talk to you next time on The Dust.